And now, from the Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, wherever you are, joining us on the radio across the province and worldwide on our podcast. Uh, well, the 2022 harvest is well in and uh, being processed uh, as you listen to me. It's been a great year after a pretty tough start. It was cold. It was wet. It was delayed. Uh, the next few months weren't much better. Uh, but come along in uh, September and October, we got what we needed, dry sunshine weather for two months, and the crop was basically saved. White wines are great. Uh, and in the south, uh, almost uh, mid to south, all of the... Uh, the grapes that came in, the size was great of the harvest, so we're going to have some extra grapes around, which is what we need after two short crops. Uh, we're still going to wait on those big reds, the Syrahs, the Cabernets, to see what happens, but we will know more about that later in uh, February and March when uh, those wines are finished their fermenting, get into barrel, and we can uh, taste some of them and see what's happened. Should be a pretty good year. Now, on today's show, Marcus Vera, he joins us. He's the owner of Soft Crush and Crush Imports. Uh, and he's offering a unique solution for those who don't drink or want to drink less in January or any time of the year. So if you're uh, in the middle of dry January, you will want to listen to Mark. Michelle Kudelank from Erasmus Senya joins us. We're going to talk about Chile's first wine, Senya, which means signal. Uh, that was a the wine they made with Robert Mondavi and uh, Romero, Antonio Romero Casada. Master Carver talks about Iberico ham to us from the floor of the Vancouver National Wine Festival. But we kick it off next with Mark DeVere. He's in his 26th year at Robert Mondavi Winery and as passionate now as he was the day he began. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. I'm Anthony Gismondi, and we are ready to roll. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. Discover the best wines for wintertime at Save on Foods. Cozy sweaters, movie marathons, hearty home-cooked meals. Find wines that pair perfectly with the season. At Save on Foods, there are more than 1,300 BC VQA wines all in one place. Plus, when you pick up any four bottles, get 10% off your purchase. There's something special about winter and wine. Get set for the season at Wines of British Columbia at Save on Foods. With 22 locations, find yours at saveonfoods.com. Your wine collection is your pride and joy. Years of searching and selecting has merited you an enviable list, but it's time to find a new home for some or all of your wine. As the only auction in Canada dedicated to fine wines and spirits, Iron Gate Auctions offers collectors a safe, inexpensive way to liquidate their collections online. They are experts in the field with the knowledge and acumen to maximize the return on your assets. To find out more, visit irongateauctions.com. The Inn at Therapy Vineyards invites you to get away for a luxurious retreat experience. Modern rooms overlooking the vineyards and Lake Okanagan set the tone for a relaxing and refreshing stay on the Naramata bench. Relax on your patio, soak in the hot tub, and enjoy a guided tasting experience in the Therapy Vineyards wine shop. Book your room or order Therapy Vineyards award-winning wines and have them delivered to your door at therapyvineyards.com. Because everyone needs a little therapy. 
The most exciting club in the Okanagan is Summer Hills Organic Wine Club. When you become a member, you'll receive 24 bottles per year of sommelier-curated organic wines. Enjoy preferred pricing and free delivery. Plus, members earn double gratitude points, which gives 20% of each order back in your pocket. Get insider information on Summer Hill's new releases and special events. Enjoy the flavors of Summer Hill. Join the Organic Wine Club at summerhill.bc.ca. From the Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, and a special shout out to Radio NL Kamloops and Bounce Radio and Oliver Soyuz. Uh, plenty of things to do this time of the year in uh, cities across our BC Food and Wine Radio network. Many winery tasting rooms remain open all year now, so you just need to uh, contact them in advance to be sure they're open in, uh, or to get an appointment to visit. Uh, winery restaurants, also the same. Uh, great place to check out this time of the year. And we're actually thinking about some of the top spots like Park uh, uh, 15 Park Bistro at the Watermark in Asoyus, uh, Terrafina at Hester Creek, uh, the Modest Butcher at Mount Boucherie in, in West Kelowna, uh, and, uh, well, these are great places to go. They're open. Uh, they'd love to have you. I love winter touring, less crowds, more time to visit, and you often meet the winemaker owners because, well, they have a bit more time, and they're, they're, they're hanging around the winery, and you're there. They often come in and say hello while you're tasting. Now, today, we're looking back at conversations we had at the 22 Vancouver International Wine Festival, including uh, this chat we had with uh, California's Mark DeVere. Of course, Mark's a master of wine, and he's been at uh, Robert Mondavi for over 25 years now. And uh, there's nothing that he doesn't know about Mondavi, but when you hear the passion in his voice and the love that he had for Robert in the way that they did business, you'll want to buy a bottle of Robert Mondavi Cabernet Sauvignon. Here's our chat with Mark DeVere. Well, Mark, welcome back to Vancouver. Great to see you uh, in our city again. Uh, makes me smile. Such a pleasure to be back. Yeah, so much fun. Uh, you've been like, is it is it a quarter century now, or how long have you been in Napa? Twenty five years. Wow. Yep. Yep. And uh, and you went there on a lark almost, did you not? Or almost, yeah. So I, as you know, I started in the wine business in the UK. I worked briefly in Australia. I thought I'd been. Robin W Winery for six months over the summer of 1997 and yeah. I fell in love with Napa and and fell under the spell of Miss Mondavi's yeah. passion and vision and happy to be there 25 years later. Let's start with that. What, what is the Mondavi spell? Because it's everywhere and it's still everywhere and he's, he's been long gone for a while. Yes, he died in 2008 but nearly 95 years old and in his lifetime he did so much to transform the the world of wine really and yeah. of course in particular Napa Valley wine and California wine yeah uh, well you have a PhD in Cabernet Sauvignon which is why I want to talk to you today uh, let's talk about that variety and why it, why so many people love it and what, what can you tell us about Cabernet Sauvignon that's that that is so exciting it's one of the world's great grape varieties because when it's done right it can make wines that have so many layers of interest it can have power and elegance it's not the quirkiest there are lots more sort of trendy cool varieties but those other varieties don't often reach the 
the pinnacle of quality, and by by which I mean the the engagement, the reflection of origin, and the the, the satisfaction in the glass that yeah. a great Cabernet Sauvignon can bring. Yeah. Have you changed your mind at all about Cabernet, like from from the day that you arrived to now, or what? Like. What didn't you know then that you know now, or what can you share with us about that? Well, I think when I started, it was, dare I say it, just another global variety. Yeah. And one of the things I've realized over the years is it is to an extent a global variety, but it does so well in so many places that it can really reflect different origins. Yep. And it can, just the ability to excel in so many different places is part of its greatness. Mm-hmm. And it... The characteristics it has in common are typically what people want. And then the, the differences that reflect the different origins uh, add the interest and provide wines that suit so many different palates. We're speaking with Mark DeVere. Of course, Mark is the master of wine uh, and works at Robert Mondavi Winery in the Napa Valley. Tell us about Tokelon because you, you go, every day you go to a very special place. So, yes, it's California. Yes, it's Napa Valley. But actually, you know a lot about Tokelon Cabernet Sauvignon. So right in the heart of Napa Valley in Oakville over on the west side. And it's the vineyard right behind Rolton Dovey Winery. And uh, our Tokelon vineyard is, I like to think, we like to think, one of the great places to grow Cabernet Sauvignon in the world. It's yeah. halfway up Napa Valley. So warm enough to get the beautiful rich ripe flavors that we want but the cooling breezes in the evening the 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 cold nights enable us to preserve the brightness and the freshness and our style rom dovey winery is very much focused on keeping that freshness well obviously giving the pleasure in the in every mouthful and we want the ripeness and then also the, the structure and the, the beautiful fine tannins that we get on our Tokelon Vineyard, the freshness and the acidity, mm-hmm. and great power, great drive across the palate, which makes, I think, every, every glass dynamic and intriguing. Well, I'm interested to know, what was it like to be in those, those sort of Monday morning tastings with Robert and the winemakers and the crew? And like, I'm sure he had things to say about the wine every week. Always had thoughts on the wine. He was very deferential to what the team were doing. He definitely always had an, a, an eye looking forward. And Glenn, our general manager, used to joke that Mr. Madabi didn't have a rearview mirror in his car because he was so focused on the future. <laughs> and so like he was that. definitely uh, focused on making wines that were in the company of the great wines of the world. But yeah. always a movement forward, always. One of his great leadership abilities in some ways was the ability to make people feel recognized and say, well done, good job. And almost in the same breath, be saying, and how are we going to do it better next time? Yeah. And that forward and momentum was part of his energy yeah. and passion. So if we were to give, I'd love to give our listeners sort of a small education on Robert Mondavi Cabernet. Not everybody can afford the greatest, most expensive wine. So how does it tear out at Mondavi? And how can you sort of learn about Cabernet Sauvignon with the Robert Mondavi wines? Well, of course, the, 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 the reason for being for Rot Mondavi Winery, as I say, is that the, the foundation, the vision was to make wines in the company of the great wines of the world. So the Reserve Cabernet Sauvignon, the Toklam Vineyard Reserve Cabernet Sauvignon is the, 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 the icon, as it were. That's what we exist to make. Yeah. However, the, not all the grapes go into that top wine. So there's also our Oakville Cabernet Sauvignon, which yeah. is more approachable price point. 
from the same vineyard, basically, but more focused on expressing the, the characteristics of Oakville, our Appalachian, our yeah, the AVA. Sub, the sub-AVA of yeah. Napa Valley, yeah. So that dark blackberry fruit, the full broad tannins, and I think a very, very satisfying glass of wine and considerably more approachable in price than the, the, the beautiful reserve, the Tokelon right. Reserve. And then, of course, Mr. Mandavi wanted to be an amb- as as you know, we're such an ambassador for Napa Valley. Yeah. So we have a wine we call our Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon, which yeah. is our... Which I cut my teeth on, I'm there sure. There you go. And it's... Yeah. I like to call it our ambassador wine for Napa Valley. So this is a made from a blend of grapes from different valley floor appellations, designed to be a classic Napa Cabernet Sauvignon, ripe but not overripe, structured but fine, gentle tannins, and mm-hmm. I hope a very graceful and enjoyable introduction to Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon. And made by a very graceful, sensitive woman who, who uh, also e- e- evokes kind of the philosophy of Robert. Jean-Vierre Janssens, a Bordeaux-trained first vintage at Robin Dovey Winery was 1978. Wow. Went left for a while, had a family, worked across the road at Opus One and has been our chief winemaker now since 1997 and definitely mm-hmm. understands Miss Mondavi's vision and moved to California to work for Robert Mondavi and definitely continues to infuse what we do with uh, yeah. the, be- the beauty of Mr. Mondavi's vision. So great. What, what can you tell us about Cabernet today? Like, of course, let, let's talk about like the last 10 vintages, not all of them, but what do you like? Uh, do, you, do you like others more than others or are they all good or how, how do you assess them when they come out? For Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon, well, one of the things I often point out is that there's a great diversity in character, but much more consistency in quality than people used to think in the old days of European vintage yeah, ranking and charts. Where yeah. and, and some of those old European wine regions, it was some vintages. If it was cold and rained, it was difficult to get grapes ripe. And so, yeah. but in Napa, we have typically dry summers. We can get the grapes pretty nicely ripe almost every year. Yeah. So it's a a preference of character and if we look at you know over the last decade 2010 we thought was a pretty cool vintage and really beautiful juicy but classic wines very restrained in some ways and Mm -hmm. i'm a fan of the 2010 vintage we thought that was cool until 2011 came and uh I, i i mentioned that normally vintages are within a range 2011 was the was coolest vintage outside. for like 50 years. Yeah. However, I had the 2011, I ported at an event the other night, and it was one of people's favorite vintages. I think often the cool years give more aromatic complexity, yeah. more brightness, more freshness, more delicacy. And certainly after And, and they seem to last years, longer in the bottle. It's aging beautifully and coming around nicely. Yeah. 12, very soft and approachable. 13, much more restrained, strong tannin structure, yeah. but definitely opening up by now. When the 14s came out, they were much more supple, and I think the 14s were ready to drink before the 13s. 15, juicier fruit flavors, balanced by a lovely fresh acidity. 16, much more structure again, so tannin and fruit, but really opening up beautifully. Uh, And uh, we've been enjoying our 2016 Oakville Cabernet, which is tasting great at the moment. mine, yeah. 17, I find much more precise, much more focused, and I, it's a style I love. Uh-huh. And then when 18 came, I think it was a very fruit-forward, very fleshy, very supple, soft vintage. Yeah. And then 19's similar, but maybe a little bit more stuffing, a little bit more density to them. <laughs> 
That is so great. Do you think other people live their lives like year by year that way? Like it's a, it's kind of a fun thing in the wine business. It's we, we live such a a, 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 a charmed life. Yeah, charmed and, and privileged yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark, always great to see you. Always a pleasure to you, talk with you, Tony. You still have the energy. You're <laughs> still totally into it. I just love that. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy Vancouver. I know you like the city. I love Vancouver. Always yeah. a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Mark DeVere, Master of Wine. Of course, uh, been at Robert and Dobby now for 25 years and six months, I learned today. Six weeks. Or six weeks. Today, as of today in yeah. May, yes. Uh, okay. Take care, my friend. We'll see you soon. See you soon, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Mark DeVere, Master of Wine. Robert Mondavi, you just had a, a master class in Cabernet Sauvignon on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Anthony Gismani. We'll be right back. There's lots more still ahead. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Penticton, a perfect place for mountain adventures this winter. After a day in the snow, stop in for a visit to one of almost 100 area wineries, many that stay open year-round. Enjoy the quieter time of year with an intimate winter wine tasting and a chance to sample some incredible local ice wines. Dine in world-class locally sourced restaurants, too. It's the perfect destination for a relaxing winter getaway. Before you go, check out the website for information on wine tours and winery events. Go to visitpenticton.com. Take your wine appreciation to the next level and become a rebel. Welcome to the Rebel Club at Liber Farm and Winery. As a Rebel member, you'll enjoy a regular shipment of exemplary Liber wines for your cellar, along with complimentary tastings and VIP treatment at the winery and more. And with the ease and convenience of online ordering, your wine will be shipped straight to your door. Discover more at LiberFarm.com. Simply great wines. Clos du Soleil makes wines that speak of the Similkameen soil where their grapes are grown and the souls of the people who call this valley their home. Winemaker Michael Clark and his team specialize in wines that blend Bordeaux grape varieties with their unique mountainous terroir. The result is wines that are elegant, ageable, and authentic. Clos du Soleil, wild places, soulful wines. Available at closdusoleil.ca and fine restaurants and wine stores near you. The legend lives on. Three Finger Jack roamed the rugged, lawless gold country wilderness along the east ridge of Lodi in Old California, searching relentlessly for riches. The gold may be gone, but this wine, grown in the land where Jack rode, pays tribute to his outlaw nature. A bold Cabernet Sauvignon, truly worthy of that legendary name. Three Finger Jack, outlaw by nature. Discover the legend at a BC liquor store near you or visit threefingerjack.com. From our Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. BC, uh, what a great time of the year across our BC Food and Wine Radio Network. So many things to do and explore. Uh, times are quieter. Time to do more things. Uh, hey, hello to listeners at AM 1150 in Kelowna, where it's uh, really magical on these crisp winter days as you head up uh, to, into the mountains to get some ski in. Uh, it's just a magic place. Skiing, wine in the winter, sailing, wine in the summer. Uh, fantastic. And another great place is the Cowichan Valley. It's yours to explore in January. It's not too busy then. The locals are super friendly. 
And if you're looking for some top-level Pinot Noir or Chardonnay, the Cowichan Valley comes to mind very quickly. Uh, I really like what's going on there, uh, in particular at Answorth and Blue Grouse. These two wineries are really uh, hitting Chardonnay uh, and Pinot Noir on the head uh, and surprising people with the quality that they're turning out uh, every issue now that comes out of those wineries. Well, on the show today, it's all about uh, the Vancouver National Wine Festival in 2022, and there we had a fascinating conversation, not about wine, about something completely different. Antonio Romero Casado is a master carver and the owner of Arc Iberico Imports. We caught up with him, and we learned a lot about Iberico ham, probably the most famous ham in the world, that he was slicing right on the floor at the uh, Trade and Convention Center. And, of course, he has a fantastic business going on in Richmond. You won't want to miss this. Here's our conversation with Antonio Romero Casado. Well, we're really excited today. Our guest is Antonio Romero Casado, ARC Iberico Imports. Uh, we met at the Vancouver International Wine Festival because you were serving Iberico ham, and it was it was so fabulous. I, I mean, I haven't seen it here. I only see it in Spain. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Anthony. Uh, pleasure to, to be here with you tonight. So great. So so uh, Iberico ham is in Vancouver. I mean, I know it's here, but tell us a bit about this. First uh, of all, let's talk about Hamon and, and the, the history of it and what it is. Okay. It was uh, it, w- it was my dream to bring uh, Iberico ham here in, in Canada, in Vancouver. Um, yeah. Um, my, my parents and my family, uh, we have a restaurant and an hotel in back home in Spain, San Pedro Alcantara. Um, when, I, when I moved here, I said I was a master hand carver. Uh, yep. I learned in London, you know. You say that very fast. You were a master hand carver of Iberico ham. Yes. Wow. I was. Um, I learned, actually, I, when I was a kid, I, I saw my, my father carving every day. Yeah. So when I moved to London, um, I work in a Spanish uh, restaurant. Then I started learning them. Yeah. And then after a couple of years, so um, I, I did a lot of events, a lot of carving. Then I moved to to Vancouver, actually to, to Whistler. And then it, it wasn't uh, allowed to import Spanish um, yeah. Iberico ham yeah. in Canada yet. Well, let's not go past the carving yet. So <laughs> you grew up carving. Uh, people might know, like often if you're in a Spanish restaurant, you see this big uh, leg. Base. It's, a, it's a is it a thigh or what, how would you describe it? That's a that's the back leg. The back okay. leg. Yes, that's okay. the back leg that we call jamón, yeah. and then the front leg is the shoulder, paletilla. Yeah. So you're carving that. It's very precise. It's uh, like the the length of it and everything. What we say is a couple of inches. So this to to, to get the better slice, as I said, you need to have a lot of practice to have a few tips. Yeah. But then um, you need to you, you need to carve not too thin, not too thick, and the perfect side. I say always like a business card. Yeah. And then you, it doesn't have to be too big or too small because when you put it in your mouth, you have to test the, all the The flavors, all the crazy. Flavor. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's start with the animal. So what, what is it? What, how, do, how do you talk happy about pig. it? Happy pig. Black yeah. pig. Happy pig. Happy black pig. <laughs> <laughs> well, up to a point, he's happy. <laughs> so, she's happy. Uh, there are black uh, black pig Iberico. That, that breed is only in Spain, in the Peninsula Iberica, yeah. uh, in Extremadura, um, in Salamanca. Protected, perhaps. Yes. Yeah. Salamanca, Jabugo, and, and Cordoba. Oh, it's nice. that area where we have a lot of acorn trees. Yeah. And they are there. So they are black pig, and um, uh, they are. I, I I always say they are uh, um, 
athletic pig. You know, they're, they're, they're always on the land and they're always walking. They're, they're always trying to find uh, acorns. They, they run and they, they eat grass, they eat water. So, and then after sleep, yeah. you know, so um, we, we take it kind of like humans. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a life. <laughs> not yeah. till then, not till then, but, <laughs> but they have a, uh, to be Iberico ham, yeah. uh, who, um, each pig have to have one soccer field. Wow. So imagine. Yeah, that's they, a lot they, of they, land. They, they have a lot yeah. of land, you know. Uh, our guest is Antonio Romero Casado. We're talking uh, about uh, Jamon Ibirico. He's from Arc Ibirico Imports. These, the flavor is incredible. How, how do you explain that? The flavor, the, what I give you the, that flavor is the acorn. Yeah. You know, when the, the pig eats acorns and they are uh, a good diet, so they run the, 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 there is no like a farm a pig they're always in a farm and they don't run yeah. you know so the muscle when you run so and then you eat a yeah. good diet that would make that kind of sweetness of the of, of the iberico ham yeah so uh, okay now you're located in Richmond and, yes and actually you have a facility where people can go there yes. I mean we'll talk about where you sell it but for now we can go to the facility what, what happens there we have a we have a store and yeah. we call Jamoneria by ARC. Yeah. Um, Where is that roughly? It's in Horseshoe Way. It's uh, Stevenson Number Five Steve, behind Ironwood. Stevenson Number Five. Okay, great. And then you have, uh, like I say, oh, we, we we don't sell product, we sell experience. You yeah. know, when people go there, and they, we have a tasting room as well, where you have uh, we have a, a smaller uh, tapa menu yeah. that you can try, and then you can buy after the product that you try. Mm -hmm. So we create that kind of experience when you go to Spain, and then. Uh, we know we are, we are in the middle of nowhere, but when people go there, they feel like they are in Spain. We were we were tasting the, the ham the ham on the other day, so it's aged. There was there was 24, 36. So it go by quality. We have yeah. Cebo de Campo is a farm raised. It's about twenty four months. Yeah. We have uh, egg confet, a seventy five percent Iberico breed, and then we have cinco jotas pata negra, which is a hundred percent Iberico, and it's cured between uh, three to five years. Three to five years. Yeah, that's the wow. best ham in the world. Thirty-six to sixty months. I love it. Yeah, that's uh, when you try that. Is it's a problem because once you try, you you, yeah. can, you can go back to okay, the well, regular one. We're sending every wine drinker in British Columbia over to your place to buy. Please, some. they're more than welcome to come down yeah. to try. Uh, what else can ham. they find there? So you have other products from Spain as well. We have uh, we have conservas. Uh, we have um, um, olive oil. We have olive. Uh, we have cheeses, manchego. Uh, we wow. have seafood from I'm Spain. totally in here. <laughs> <laughs> wow, oh, yes. that sounds great. So, and and uh, do you like you you come from Spain? I love Spanish wine. So, it, let's say Manchego. What wine would you do with that? I personally, yeah, Manchego go with red wine. With uh, red wine. With red wine for me, yes. Wow. And so, then, like uh, Rioja or, or Rioja, Ribera del Duero, Priorat. It depends which, which Manchego you try. Yeah. If you try the young one. You yeah. go a little bit with a little bit of young uh, Rioja. If you go uh, with the age, 12 months, you go a little bit with the full body. Okay. But and for sure, the jamón ibérico, yeah. I recommend to try with the sherry, a manzanilla or fino. A manzanilla. Oh, fino, wow, that yes. sounds interesting. And yeah. then a uh, cava. Cava, like uh, something dry, not yeah. too, no, no sweet wine so with the, the jamón the, ibérico. You got the fat in the ham and the dryness in the wine, and it's it works. It's you, a, you have a pretty <laughs> nice life. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> I work hard. <laughs> you know, I remember the, the first time I went to Spain and we'd go in these restaurants and they were hanging from the ceiling. 
with the with the silver little like a little uh, for, plate underneath it for for the oil for the fat keep yeah. the fat from yeah. falling on the customers. <laughs> yes, yeah. But the first foot of the air was full of smoke. Cigar- yes, that's true. Too. Cigarette yes, smoke. Yes, I know. It was crazy. I grew up yeah. like that, and now now that's a special kind of aging. Now, now that I, it, that is not allowed. <laughs> that's I, not allowed. I, 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 I can't believe it like that. How that happened? Yeah, that's pretty cool. But, uh, are you enjoying Canada? Uh, to be honest with you, yes. Of course, of course I miss Spain. I miss uh, my, my family and friends, but I try to go often enough. But Canada and Vancouver is, is a great place to live. And, yeah. um, and people appreciate the Spanish food, and that, that's why we're here to, to educate to what is Spanish food and have the, the experience that we have uh, yeah. in Spain as well. I often say, I mean, you, you, you tell me, but I, I think like in Spain, the great thing about Spain is that the food changes about every 15 kilometers That's as true. you drive. That's true. That's so true. it's always, it's always, you know, the next village is different. That's true. It's kind of the same, but it's different. You know what? I did the Camino de Santiago uh, uh, last Christmas and yeah. I was working like 30 kilometers a day and it was different every day, the food, yeah. I mean. Fantastic. So, Ibirico, uh, Arc and Birico Imports. Now, you're online? Yes, we uh, have our online store. Um, yeah. So, people can order what you, you ship it to them? We ship everywhere in Canada and soon in the really? state. Yes. All right. Yes, yeah, yeah. We are um, well, everywhere. I, I, everybody- I can't wait for my first shipment. <laughs> it's so great. Everybody can buy from us. Yeah. Uh, how do you, uh, wh- wh- like? How do you buy the ham? Like, what amount do you ship out? Is it in? Is it in kilos or half kilos? Container. Or? We, we, now we start. No, no, for consumers. Oh, con- con- consumer, you can yeah. buy from 100 gram to okay. to a leg or to two kilo or three kilo. You, okay. We have all the format, all the option for everybody. Okay, I'm gonna ask what a leg costs roughly. We have from nine nine hundred to two thousand. Wow. Depend the quality. Yeah. Wow. But then you got to cut it yourself. The quality you need to pay. Yeah. We cut for you as well, no problem. Will you come by and cut it? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Romero Casado, thanks so much for joining us on the Thank BC so Food and Wine Radio Network. Muchas gracias. Uh, we have to get together more often. Anytime. I you, have the wine, you have the ham. You can come uh, to, uh, to our jamoneria, that's your Spanish home in Canada. Super. Thank you. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Let's make it the Spanish Food and Wine Radio Network today. Uh, I'm Anthony Gismani. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. Join BC Food and Wine Radio and Anthony Gismondi at the 44th Vancouver International Wine Festival, April 22nd to 30th at the Vancouver Convention Center. Tickets for the International Festival tastings featuring 152 wineries from 17 countries and highlighting South America are on sale now. Stay, sip, and save. Get a free tasting ticket worth up to $129 when you book a downtown hotel via stayvancouverhotels.com. Details at vanwinefest.ca. Don't wine and drive. Penticton, a perfect place for mountain adventures this winter. After a day in the snow, stop in for a visit to one of almost 100 area wineries, many that stay open year-round. Enjoy the quieter time of year with an intimate winter wine tasting and a chance to sample some incredible local ice wines. Dine in world-class locally sourced restaurants, too. It's the perfect destination for a relaxing winter getaway. Before you go, check out the website for information on wine tours and winery events. Go to visitpenticton.com. The legend lives on. Three Finger Jack roamed the rugged, lawless gold country wilderness along the east ridge of Lodi in Old California, searching relentlessly for riches. The gold may be gone, 
But this wine, grown in the land where Jack rode, pays tribute to his outlaw nature. A bold Cabernet Sauvignon, truly worthy of that legendary name. Three-Finger Jack, outlaw by nature. Discover the legend at a BC liquor store near you or visit threefingerjack.com. A ring-a-ding-ding. Time for happy hour at the Modest Butcher at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery. Featuring wine by the glass starting at just five bucks, along with the most fabulous gourmet bites the West Side has ever seen. Daily from 2 to 5 p.m. Plus, join us for Tommy and Tannen Tuesdays. Order a giant tomahawk ribeye and get your first bottle of Mount Boucherie Reserve Merlot for just five bucks. The Modest Butcher at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery. See you today. From the Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia. A special welcome to Bounce Radio listeners in Fort St. John, Trail, and Kitimat. Uh, we are all over the province. Uh, but I'd like you to come down to the Okanagan at this time of the year when it's nice and quiet. And, you know, if you can get off the main road once in a while, if you take the back road uh, down in Oliver, from Oliver to Asois, if you take the back road along the vineyards, uh, you can have a fantastic visit. You can stop at Black Hills, try that Ipso Facto, uh, Barche Brothers, try that Cab Franc, uh, the French Door, uh, try the Chardonnay there, and, and uh, that's a new winery that you'll want to explore. They're just sort of getting their feet wet, but they've come out of the gate with some great wines. And then, of course, Le Vieux Pain, uh, probably making some of the most outstanding Syrah in the province. They're all along that road, minutes apart, nobody around. Get yourself an appointment and enjoy your tour uh, on the Black Sage Bench. Now, on today's show, we return back to the Wine Festival and we catch up with Michel Kudeling. He's at uh, uh, Vina Razaris Winery in Chile, one of my favorite places. And, of course, uh, many, many, many years ago, Senya was a wine they launched from a biodynamic vineyard. Uh, it since has taken on a life of its own. It was a project with Robert Mondavi. Now it's back in the hands of Razaris and the Chadwick family. Uh, I learned about terroir at Senya the day I was there. Uh, they had dug about 200 holes on the property, and we walked from the bottom of the property to the top. And on the way up, Eduardo said to me, he said, you know what? He said, every day at 3 o'clock, the wind blows here. He said, and that's part of our terroir to dry out the vines, and we can grow organically and biodynamically. We walked to the top. It was about 2.58. Two minutes later, without a word of a lie, standing there, the wind comes over the top of the mountain and starts blowing down on all the vines. This is the magic of wine. This is why we love wine. And this is our discussion with Michelle Kudelink. Well, Michelle, it's fantastic to see you again. It's been a while. I uh, hope you're enjoying Vancouver. Oh, I'm really enjoying it. I love this city. It's, uh, it's a great pleasure to be here, here in Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, well, it's been a while since I've seen you. You're now the fine director of Senya, so uh, you are having the time of your life, I think, talking about this wine all around the world. Oh, yes. This is a, a new role that I have, and it has been a wonderful experience. Uh, my, my role is to talk about Senya in North America. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, people are really enjoying these wines. It's, it's really very good. Yeah, and for our listeners, Senya, will we call Senya the first wine of Chile or something like that? Or Well, the, the history is, is and, and it's completely <laughs> real, is this is the first icon wine of Chile. Mm-hmm. 1996 was the first uh, vintage of right. Senya. Yep. Much before then, all, all the uh, joint ventures that we know today, like Almaviva or, or all the, all the uh, companies that they came to Chile. Yeah. 
then this is the first icon wine of Chile. That's that's for sure. Yeah, and you're celebrating the 25th uh, anniversary basically now. We are celebrating 25th, and that's why the Senya 19 has a very beautiful label that yeah. is uh, based in a lapis lazuli color. Yeah, which is a blue blue color, beautiful blue color from Chile. And uh, this is a fantastic wine. Okay, I can't let you get away with lapis. If people don't know what that is, can you explain uh, the lapis? Uh, uh, the lapis lazuli is a mineral that you find only in Chile. Yeah. And it's a blue... How you, it's kind of like an opal sort of, isn't opal it? Opal color, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the label is based in that color. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And it's a, I'd say it's one of the most beautiful labels in the wine right now, yeah. in the wine industry. Yeah, it is. It's just gorgeous. Yeah. And Senya, this this was originally a joint project with Robert Mondavi. Uh, who came up with the name? It was Mr. Mondavi. Mr. Mondavi. Yes. And, yeah, yeah. and Eduardo were, Chadwick liked it? or He loved it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember very well. They were talking about that. And uh, they, he, Mr. Mondavi said, signature. And then they finally, they say, well, from signature, let's move to Spanish. Yeah. And then they finished with seña, the, the word seña. And yeah. it has been a wonderful name for this wine. Yeah. And with seña, does it mean sign too? Like sign, or in, exactly. In, in Spanish? Exactly, exactly. Then from signature, they went to sign. Yeah. And then finally, sign in Spanish is seña. Yeah. Okay, well, I know that a lot of our listeners know where Santiago is. Where is the Aconcagua Valley where, where this wine is made? This wine is very simple. You go to Santiago and then you go to the north, 120 kilometers to the north. Mm hmm. And you will you will you will get to Aconcagua in a very warm, dry valley. It's warm, yes. Yeah. It's warm. Now, Seña. The good thing is the terroir of Seña is inf has the influence from the ocean. Yep. It's 40, 38 kilometers from the ocean. Yeah. And uh, we in the morning, in the afternoon, we have this kind of humble current co coming. Yep. And refresh all the vines, and that's why we uh, we can produce wines. Yeah. So what what. What was the genesis of this wine? It's it's a uh, you know we use this old term we want to get rid of it a Bordeaux blend but but it is a it, it was based on a Bordeaux blend I believe at the start uh, at the start uh, no 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 when the first vintages of Senya was it was mainly Cabernet Sauvignon yeah okay yeah mainly because of course the influence of uh, Mr Mondavi that he was coming from Napa and yep. it was it was kind of uh, the uh, the uh, the style of that moment right uh, Mondavi passed away. Eduardo Chávez took control of Seña and he changed completely the style of the wine. And mm -hmm. now it's a Bordeaux blend. Mm -hmm. In this case, we're talking about 50% of Cabernet Sauvignon and the rest is Petit Verdot, is Cabernet Franc, Malbec, Carmenere. Carmenere, yeah. And it's, uh, uh, well, this is the 2019 that we're talking about. But uh, this wine is also produced, like originally, was it, was it organic from the start or it became biodynamic? What, what was the farming like? No, we went directly to biodynamic. Right, okay. Uh, we had um, a, a wonderful gentleman from uh, Napa, Alan York. Yeah. Do you remember him? Sure. Fantastic guy. He was a fantastic guy. Yeah. He was our teacher how to produce yeah. a biodynamic wine in, in, in Aconcagua. And we were the first winery to be biodynamic in Chile. Yes, yeah, I remember that. Well, Alan was such a calm guy, too. Like, yeah. very, he was kind of biodynamic himself <laughs> in many ways. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a, it's been a nice run. So now you're, you're taking the brand, you're in charge of this around the world. Uh, North America. North America. Yeah, but North America for Senya is, is, a, is a priority. It's, uh, yeah. Between Canada and U.S., we are trying yeah. to move at least 40% of the production of wine. Well, you brought some. Maybe we'll have a little taste yeah, of it. Yeah, let's try it. Uh, let's taste it. This is uh, widely available now in, uh, widely available. It's in British Columbia liquor stores, which is amazing to me. So, folks. And another thing, it's kind of like a collector's edition now because of the label for the 25th. 
it's kind of a nice wine to have uh, at this point. Is the only vintage vintage yeah. with this label. Tell us about your boss. Like he's a pretty driven guy. The, oh. You know, he's come up with this wine. Tell us what's it like working with Eduardo. Eduardo is, in one word, is passion and he's very intense. Mm-hmm. The man is a real passion about his wines, and uh, he's a very he's one of the top leaders of the uh, Chile, one, the, the uh, Chilean industry in uh, in, in, in mm-hmm. Chile, and also well recognized in the world. But mm-hmm. he's, I have to say, he's, he's, he's passion. The man is really, really passionate about his wines, and. Uh, Still, he has been in the industry for almost 30 years, and and he's doing very well. Well, it's it's, but it's been a tough slog for the Chileans to break through. Like they they had a moment, then they didn't, then they're back. And where, how do you feel about Chilean wine today and its acceptance in North America? Look, I remember very well. Like 25 years ago, it was the the uh, the Chilean wine was what, very basic wines. Yeah, you remember that? Sure. Now Chile is becoming a certain maturity. And uh, he's really, really achieving a very good quality wines, not only in the red wines, but mm-hmm. also on the white wines, mm-hmm. from Sauvignon Blanc to Chardonnay. And what happened is the Chileans are really taking care of, of the trends on the market. They're really spending time in the market to know what the consumers are looking for. And now they have technology. Yeah. Technology is available in Chile. Then it's really the quality of the wines are improving and they're still improving, but and also the price. Yeah. Very good quality and very good price. Yeah, that Chile, was always a struggle to get the price up to so that you could make a quality wine. Chile is becoming a, a real player in the wine industry in the world. And what about the Chilean people? Because when I first went there, they drank a different style wine than you exported. <laughs> but that that's gone now, right? They, there's only gone. one style of wine. It's completely gone. No, yeah, no, no. young today, people are drinking. Today, right now, all of them, they're drinking Sauvignon Blancs like we drink here in Canada, the same style, or Chardonnay, yeah. the same style. Uh, yeah, Chile is is really professional in the wine industry. Today is one of the big players, that's for sure. Mm. Uh, you're involved with another wine that you you uh, have to speak about too. It's such a such a chore to talk about Veneto Chadwick. Tell us about that special wine, uh, also f- made by the Chadwick family. Well, Chadwick is uh, in one word is a f- is the wine of the family of the Chadwick family. Mm-hmm. This wine is produced on the uh, on the. It was a polo field of Eduardo's dad. Yeah. And Eduardo one day he said, "I don't play polo." Yeah. He took out. Uh, he, he. Dad, can I plant a vineyard? And he, he's exactly. He yeah. plants some some vines, and now uh, uh, Vineyard Chadwick is produced in the uh, family house of Eduardo. Yeah. The production is tiny, tiny. It's eight hundred cases. Yeah. And what is amazing about this wine is that it's only Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah. And the Cabernet is. Personally, it's all Maipo. Oh, is it Alto Maipo. Alto Maipo or no Maipo? Maipo, Maipo yeah, Maipo. so really authentic Chilean wine. Pure Maipo, and and it's one of the best cabernets and in Chile. Aren't the goalposts still there? The, They're still the, there. The, the yes. polo posts the are polo in posts the menu. Are, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. So, it's it, iconic. The images are amazing. Like They're, the wine. Yeah, yeah. That is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's really fun catching up with you. You, you're a busy guy. You're off to you're off to New York and next, and then Las Vegas. Uh, next like week, uh, yes, it's New York, it's uh, San Francisco, Las Vegas, and uh, yeah. that's that's my life. I really enjoy my work. I really enjoy to promote these wines, and yeah. uh, they're doing we're doing very well. And I learned last night a really neat thing that you were the driver when Robert Mondavi came <laughs> down with Eduardo uh, some thirty years ago. You drove them around. Exactly. exactly. Wow. Well, I'd love to be. Uh, fly on the wall in that car. Well, you probably heard all the conversation. Oh yeah, 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 and uh, and it's amazing to hear that uh, that uh, Mr. Mondavi was a great, great, great yeah. person. Really, it's so funny that that people like you and I have always called him Mr. Mondavi. 
And then some other people call him Bob, and I just I never think of him as a Bob. I well, think of I him think as Mr. Mandavi. It's a question of uh, I don't know if it's a question of respect. And uh, yeah. I was very young at that time. Then yeah. I'm still calling him uh, Mr. Mandavi. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Michelle, it's so great to catch up with you today. And, Thank and, uh, you so much. And I'm very happy to see you here in Vancouver. The next time I see you, I want it to be in Chile. Uh, in, in the Aconcagua Valley. more than welcome anytime and yeah. thank you so much for having me. You're I appreciate welcome. a lot. Thank Please you. give our, our regards to the Chadwick family and uh, tell them to keep going strong. I will do that. Thanks thank so, much. You so much. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Uh, that was Michel Kudelink. He is uh, the man in charge of Senya and Veneto Chadwick and taking that uh, brand around North America and he's having a lot of fun doing it. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Anthony Gismondi. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. Discover the good life right in your own backyard. Destination? The Watermark Beach Resort in beautiful Asuyus. Featuring spectacular views of Asuyus Lake, walking distance to shops, plus dining at the Watermark's very own 15 Park Bistro. And make sure to book your spring and summer travel now to avoid disappointment at the South Okanagan Resort that defines easy living. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com for full details and keep up to date on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Today's real estate landscape is fast-paced and complex. Now more than ever, whether you're a buyer or a seller, it's vital to work with a professional real estate company like Remax. Lean into their experience, local market knowledge, and connections. They are your market experts and are excited to help you make your dreams a reality. The right agents for today's market are at Remax, with offices in Summerland, Penticton, and Asuyus. Call or visit them at YourSouthOkanaganHome.com. Penticton, a perfect place for mountain adventures this winter. After a day in the snow, stop in for a visit to one of almost 100 area wineries, many that stay open year-round. Enjoy the quieter time of year with an intimate winter wine tasting and a chance to sample some incredible local ice wines. Dine in world-class locally sourced restaurants, too. It's the perfect destination for a relaxing winter getaway. Before you go, check out the website for information on wine tours and winery events. Go to visitpenticton.com. The legend lives on. Three Finger Jack roamed the rugged, lawless gold country wilderness along the east ridge of Lodi in Old California, searching relentlessly for riches. The gold may be gone, but this wine, grown in the land where Jack rode, pays tribute to his outlaw nature. A bold Cabernet Sauvignon, truly worthy of that legendary name. Three Finger Jack, outlaw by nature. Discover the legend at a BC liquor store near you or visit threefingerjack.com. From our Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, and a shout out to all the bounce radio stations across the province. Uh, trust your early New Year is going well. Well, this past year, uh, we spent a lot of time learning about new stuff. Uh, one in particular, cider, but not just cider, craft cider. It's a, it's a category that's just taken off in British Columbia, as have craft breweries, which uh, we had a number on the show in 2022. Did you know Penticton is the craft brewery capital of Canada? I didn't, and, uh, and although I'm not a big beer drinker, I learned a lot about it this year. Another category that caught our attention uh, was one of non-drinkers, people who are not drinking any alcohol. Of course, it's a much younger demo. They're always smarter than us. 
but it's a big segment, and looking for lower alcohol wines, especially this time of the year, has become a big thing. Some people are actually enjoying a dry January. I'm not, but I'm happy that they are. Uh, but to talk about all that, uh, we had a conversation at the uh, 2022 Vancouver National Wine Festival where we meet all the most interesting people about non-alcoholic wines. Mark Caspira, founder, owner of Soft Crush, is an expert in the field. Here's our chat with Mark on non-alcoholic products. Well, Mark, great to see you. Uh, it's nice to see you back in Vancouver. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks for having uh, me. I'm pretty excited to talk about a wine that has no alcohol in it. I know. Is that possible? It, it is possible. <laughs> it's, it's possible. It's really possible. I, it's happening. It's live. It's yeah. there. It's a real thing. It's tangible. <laughs> well, I'm pretty excited that you brought a Riesling, but then I was thinking, oh my God, we've been waiting like 30 years for a Riesling uh, revolution. We've been waiting 30 years for a decent non-alcohol wine, uh, but I think you, you've uh, hit the button here on this wine. So let's start with the wine. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So this is from uh, the Lights uh, family yeah. uh, based in the Rheingau. Super famous producers of, of real German Riesling. Or Very famous. Their uh, heritage dates back to the 1700s. Mm-hmm. There's still documentation of them being wine growers back to then, Yeah, which is wild. Uh, and then this particular product, the Einswein Zero, um, actually was founded 15 years ago, believe really? it or not. Yeah. Wow. So they're really at the forefront of the zero alcohol movement for wines. Say the name again slowly. Eins Wein Zero. Zero. So I love it. One, two, zero. It's so, it's, <laughs> it's so clever and a uh, beautiful package too. I love it. Screw cap and uh, well, everything fits if the wine uh, tastes good. Which I think it does. And we're going to crack the, this to just have Great. a chat about it. But Perfect. Uh, our guest is Mark Caspira from Soft Crush. Uh, and we're talking about, uh, is it the fastest growing uh, segment in the, in the, quote, wine business now? Or It is. Yeah, actually. non-alcoholic beverages uh, or, or wine. Do you call them wine or beverages? Or what, what are we supposed to do with them? I think it depends which category you're talking about. Yeah. But we, we will call this non-alcoholic wine. Okay. Yes. I keep, you know, I when I write about these wines, I keep saying maybe I'm not the guy to taste it because I taste so many regular wines. But th- this wine knocked me out when I had it. I love the fruit in it and the, the texture. Everything's right about it, and and, uh, and the alcohol's not there. Yeah, it's amazing what uh, what you can do with great fruits, and I think that's the interesting discussion is that these are all real wines first yeah. that happen to be dealcoholized. Yeah. And does it matter how wine is dealcoholized? Like, I know there's many different ways, but... There's two kind of preferred methods. One of them is kind of spinning cone technology, where mm-hmm. they actually just kind of spin the alcohol out of the wine. Yeah. And then the our preferred kind of process is vacuum distillation. Mm. So vacuum distillation is when they heat up the wine to about 28 degrees for one minute. And then there's uh, preservation chambers for flavors and aromas that yeah. once that process is done, it's reintroduced into the wine. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and it's proprietary technology. Like, we can't go visit, we can't see it, no one's really been there, so... Wow. Yeah, and most of this is done in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. So, lights, uh, well, they make more than just Riesling, too. They do. You've got a so, so super they do, popular... Yeah, they do sparkling Riesling, and then they yeah. do uh, still rosé, Yeah. and then a sparkling rosé, which is Merlot and Pinot Noir, and then yeah. they do Pinot Noir still as well. Yeah. Yes. Who's the customer? Everyone. 
Everyone. Absolutely everyone. All ages. All ages. We had three pregnant women at our booth on Thursday night, and wow. they just hung out at our booth the whole night because <laughs> they couldn't go to any other booth. Yeah. So, and even just, you know, the first 15 minutes on Saturday here was amazing. We're like, this is great. We need mm. this. Yeah. Um, you know, and we had, you know, two MWs and some Psalms at the end of the day on Thursday, too. Then they're like, we need this in our in our space. Yeah. So it was really exciting to see that. They need it in their restaurant, too. Like They, they do. Just, it's a big vacuum there. How hard is it to sell? Like, well, how do you distribute a wine like this? Do retailers say, I want it, or do they know much about it? Uh, they want it. Yeah. They absolutely want it. They must it. get a lot of requests that they can't fulfill. They do, and I think that's going to be our biggest challenge going forward, is that because you're actually dependent on a harvest as well, mm-hmm. and, you know, is there going to be enough volume to, to fill that demand? Yeah. Uh, well, you have several products. Let's... let's uh, Let's spread out a bit and talk about what's available out there. Our guest is Mark Kaspira uh, from Soft Crush, and we're talking about wines, uh, non-alcoholic wines. What what else is out there? Great. Well, we've got a few different brands. Um, we've got Naughty, um, yeah. which is based in, uh, they're made in Spain in La Mancha. Yeah. Certified organic, certified vegan. Um, and the sparkling Chardonnay is delicious. And then the sparkling rosé is made from Tempranillo. Yeah. Yeah. This is Thompson Scott, or Thompson what, what's that Scott. connection? Is that the, the Tom- actual producer? Or? It's, uh, it's Amanda Thompson. And, oh. and Scott is um, kind of a fictional name that she's made up for the company. Oh, but uh, they're her. also a certified B Corp as well. So, oh, wow. yeah, they're taken very seriously. Jansons Robinson has rated them as his wine enthusiast. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's been great. And then they're starting with a, a new red out of South Africa as well. Okay. So we'll be getting that hopefully by the end of the year. And and uh, it, do you have enough wine? Or um, <laughs> that's it's a, a weird that's question. A, that's but a great question. Uh, we weren't sure. We only launched this company eleven months ago. Yeah. And the demand has outstripped our supply currently, but we have ramped up our orders to make sure we can fulfill all the requests. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, I actually love the like. For instance, one, Oddbird is another uh, brand. Like the name. There's a freedom in these names, I guess, because they're so different than than the regular uh, they wine. are yeah so oddbird is a brand based out of sweden and uh it was really founded uh on the premise that this woman um saw the effects of alcoholism in her social work practice and um and and she's also muslim so she couldn't drink either so she created this brand it's been highly successful so we've got um we've got a blanc de blanc from the south of france which is chardonnay and columbard mm. and then the the Blanc de Noir also from the south of France, and then we've got an, an actual take on Prosecco. So 100% glare off from the Veneto. Wow. Uh, the only thing that they couldn't get the rights to say was the word Prosecco from the Consortia. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got some low intervention organic wines also from the Veneto that are red and white as well. Maybe they should go with non-secco instead of Prosecco. Well, yeah, we've, there, there's no secco. <laughs> I think there's actually a brand <laughs> called No Secco, so we can't oh, use I that. Oh, I see. There you go. Uh, but yes, yeah, we've got that too. And then we've got uh, a kind of a wine beverage from Benjamin Bridge from Nova Scotia. Oh, from Nova Scotia. Yeah. Really good producer, so, yeah. So they do a Piquette Zero. So they're using their grape skins, the third yep. pass of those, some mineral water, hops, that could be fun. citrus. It's great. It's really refreshing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what about beer? Like uh, the, They've been in it for a while, I think. Beer is honestly probably the fastest growing category for non-oak, and yeah. lots of local producers are doing it, yeah. and uh, yeah, people are loving it, and that's the category that's thriving for sure. You have one I don't know much about. It. A, I don't even know how to say it. Is it fun- function or? Function. Function. So this is not Just quite. Just the typing of this it. Is, this is not quite here yet. So yeah. this is an aptogen-based beer. <laughs> so uh, 
Optogens you have to are, explain that to the listener. <laughs> it is mushroom-based. Wow. Yes. So You don't smoke it, you drink it. You drink it. <laughs> you drink it. And this is one of the top 10 health trends of this year is actually mushrooms. So like reishi and lion's made and all of these things that are help help your brain function. Yeah. So yes, there's like a citra hop one and there's wow. going to be an IPA and things like that. So Are, are you saying you're going to become the smartest distributor of uh, non-alcohol in Canada if you drink all this stuff? Uh, I hope so. That's yeah. The, yeah. Function. <laughs> That'd be great. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, people in the end, they want to know how much is it and where can they get it. So let's start with the, the one that we're drinking, the Lights uh, Riesling. Yeah. How much is that and where can we find it in British Columbia? Lights should be around $20. Okay. So just like a typical Riesling would be. Um, it can be found online by AF Bev and Sensorium. And then we've got partners like Jack's Liquor, Cascadia Liquor on the island is quite supportive. Okay. Liberty Wine Merchants. Oh, yeah. Terrific. Yeah. And then the Drive Canteen is great as well. Um, they're really supportive of the non-elks. Yeah. So it's out there. It's out there. Yeah. yeah. And if you can't find it, just go to our website and we'll put you in the right direction yeah. as well. Pretty exciting. Very much so. We're yeah. thrilled. But you still have Crush Imports, right? You haven't given yes. up on uh, the other side of the yeah. business. Yeah, no. The Crush Imports side has been going strong for 20 years, too. So just yeah. shy of 20 years. So we're also in the traditional wine business as well. Mark, uh, great pleasure to catch up with you. I know you, you got to get me. back to your booth. There's a lot of people over there. I, I do. I think she's there's, probably swamped right now. There's a big so yes, lineup. I'm yeah. going to head over. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Well, that was Mark Caspira from Crush Imports, all about the category of de-alkalized beverages. Something to consider if you're interested in a dry January. That's it for today's show. Have a great week ahead. I'm Anthony Gismondi. That's it for today's show. This is BC Food & Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi.